Welcome to the Bill O'Reilly's Lies Podcast. We're here on a mission to highlight the lies and manipulations that Bill O'Reilly spews forth on his podcast. Today from Bill, we've got a crime stopper insight on Muslims, a fair and balanced take on Megyn Kelly, and some historical perspective on the oppression Trump is facing today. First up, let's hear from Norm on Bill's take on how to stop Islamic terrorism. Thanks Tammy. Bill has had a long-time project to convince his listeners that virtually all Muslims are terrorists or support terrorism. Of course, he will never outright say this and typically positions himself as a fair guy who treats everyone as an individual rather than making assumptions about them based on things like race, ethnicity, or creed. Take a listen to his analysis of so-called Muslim ghettos in Europe to see where Bill is really coming from. There are huge Muslim ghettos particularly in Paris and London, okay? And in Germany, you start to have them too. In these ghettos, it's just Muslims. That's it. And therefore, Islamists, jihadists, terrorists, have a comfort zone. So they don't have to worry about informers. For example, Dearborn, Michigan, big Muslim population in the USA. But, Dearborn is a lot of other people. And if they see, they, the other people, some suspicious activity, they're going to report it, likely. Not so in the ghettos of Paris, London, Brussels. Nobody's going to say anything. Because that's a kiss of death if you do that. First, O'Reilly makes a vague claim about huge Muslim ghettos where every single resident is Muslim. Conveniently, he fails to define what huge means or cite specific examples. Let's put aside the natural question about how a guy on Long Island whose primary international experience seems to have been a year in Britain has developed such deep expertise on European society. The really interesting part of O'Reilly's analysis has to do with his casual assumption that Muslims will not report crime or terrorism by other Muslims. O'Reilly provides no evidence for his claim that Muslims won't report terrorist suspects. He also doesn't seem to consider holes in his logic such as the fact that terrorist acts typically kill more Muslims than non-Muslims and that community members would actually have an incentive to get terrorists off the streets. The power of O'Reilly's argument here is that it creates an us-versus-them mentality among his listeners. He implies that the only people who would report terrorist suspects are non-Muslims. So, he is telling listeners that if they are not Muslim, it's their duty to keep an eye on Muslims in their midst. Remember folks, just because you're paranoid, it doesn't mean they're not terrorists. Thanks Norm. Bill O'Reilly is really giving all of us a master class on how precious democracy is and how opportunists like him are always lurking and available to drag us down into authoritarianism and tribal hatred. Speaking hatred, Bill has never been shy about using his platform to settle petty personal scores. He's also never been comfortable with strong, independent women. On his most recent episode, he combined both of these aspects of his winning personality with a subtle takedown of Megyn Kelly. Take a listen. So now let's get to the media, which is totally uh, falling apart. Um, You heard about Bill Maher using the N-word on his HBO program. Uh, We went over the Kathy Griffin thing uh, with the beheading of the president. 
Megyn Kelly was up against Putin on Sunday night on NBC, her first, uh, her first program for them. It must grate at Bill on a daily basis that while his career has fallen apart, Megyn Kelly has ascended from the Fox News JV team to a prominent role with NBC. This dig at Kelly is instructive for combining so many elements of what makes O'Reilly who he is. In typical mode, he lulls his listeners by making citing racist comments by Bill Maher and an off-collar gag by Kathy Griffin as examples of the media falling apart. While they may not be great examples supporting his overbroad claim about the media falling apart, the Maher and Griffin points are at least logically consistent with it. But, then O'Reilly slips in reference to Meghan Kelly's interview with Russian President Vladimir Putin as a third example. Kelly's interview was widely considered to be a success and she pushed the Russian president hard on several issues. But, O'Reilly manages to put her in the same category here as a comedian making racist comments and another comedian showing a decapitated president's head. There are two classic Bill O'Reilly moves here. First, he front-loads a couple of truthful or factual observations in order to lay the groundwork for his lie, which is that Megan Kelly's interview was somehow unsuccessful. Second, he creates a smokescreen with a broader debatable point about the media falling apart in order to achieve his true purpose, which is character assassination of Megyn Kelly. Finally, we'll wrap today on a light-hearted note from Norm where O'Reilly equates criticism of Trump with historical oppression in the South. Thanks, Tammy. Bill O'Reilly has a lot to say, but sometimes he is magnanimous enough to allow special guests on his show. Recently Bill had on his regular guest Bernie Goldberg, who he positioning as being the show's media watchdog despite her obvious expertise or credentials by Goldberg for the troll. Goldberg did not disappoint and threw out a whopper. Take a listen. In the old South, in the bad old days, it was okay and in, in- in quotation marks, to say certain things about black people. So more and more people did just that. Uh, There's no comparison to race in America, so I'm not making that comparison with Donald Trump. But I am saying that once you think it's okay to do something, because you're not going to be criticized for it or you're even going to be praised for it, it happens more and more. So, So Stephen Colbert makes this crude, vulgar, uh, uh, rant, which wasn't even funny, uh, on his program, and that leads to Kathy Griffin doing the same thing, and and that's in an atmosphere of liberal Democrats who have every right not to like Donald Trump, but they talk ridiculously about impeachment and and treason, treason. It it, it an atmosphere bill is created, whereas the next person to come along feels. Yeah, I can say that too. Yeah, so I, I, I think can you're do whatever absolutely I right. Want to do because that person is so marginalized. Yes, you heard it right. Goldberg equated recent criticism of Trump with historical oppression of African Americans in the South. Of course, Bill completely agreed. Sometimes the man is so offensive that you can't do anything. Laugh and hope in the back of your mind that neither he nor his listeners actually take what he says seriously. It's worth noting Goldberg sounds like he took a long, deep draft from the Bill O'Reilly Kool-Aid Bowl before coming on air. Before making his deeply offensive analogy, he adopted the classic O'Reilly tactic of I'm not saying X, but, yay, here we go. 
I'm actually saying X. Goldberg caveated that he wasn't making an analogy to the South, but then went right ahead and made it. If there was an award for best impression of Bill O'Reilly, Goldberg would be today's winner. Thanks, Norm. Bill certainly does seem to have an eye for talent. I'm about ready to get Donald Trump his 40 acres and saddle up a mule for him as restitution for the oppression he has suffered. That's it for today's edition. If you like our show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to tell your friends. Also, please consider leaving us a review. It really helps. Bye.